right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Bonus Super Bowl props podcast. It's a big week. I'm already exhausted. Tate Frazier is executive producing today's episode. What's happening? How are you feeling, Tate? Feeling good. I like the executive title. Yeah. I feel I mean, very you're, honored. You're, you're the EP now of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You and I, first of all, I think I've seen you, it's only Wednesday night, and I've seen you like five times already this week, and I don't work here full-time. I'm in and out. Well, you and I have probably done or overseen 18 podcasts this week so far, right? Yeah, I'm slowly dying, but I enjoy seeing you around the office. Oh, that's so sweet. That's it's very nice. sweet. But you're sick of the whole thing. You want to concentrate on the Tar Heels. You guys <laughs> lost another close one the other day, right? Was it yesterday? Yeah, to Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Payback for uh, Chapel Hill. So it, it, it's all fine, but I will say, I think I know every prop that's that's coming up oh, uh, in, in any situation because I've heard it uh, quite a few times right. this week. So. Of course. Well, I did it I did it with Simmons, and you can catch that. We went over 13,000 props. Uh, but uh, yeah, between Simmons and, well, later on, we're going to have a guy who does a shitload of podcasts, uh, Adam Carolla. <laughs> He's on to talk Super Bowl parties. Uh, my idea for a Super Bowl Saturday. What do you think of that, Tate? Did you did you hear me uh, bring that up before? Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's why why not? Well, everyone likes the the day. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll talk about. It. Let me get into it with these guys. Uh, anyway, Adam's on later. He's very usually very shy, but I think I can crack him. But before we get to him, let's let's talk to my wizards of wagering. My gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Darren, the parlay kid, brother Brian, Harry. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Guy, I went through the the four hundred million props with Simmons earlier, but I can't let a week go by without hearing from you guys. It, it just wouldn't be right. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up. I want to. I have an idea for Super Bowl Saturday. What's wrong with Super Bowl Saturday? Everyone's like, "Oh, you should have off the next day," and they're not going to do that. They're not going to give people off on Monday. But especially you guys on the East Coast, the game starts at what six thirty. Between all the dancing and everything else, and the and the shows, it's not over till almost probably eleven. And then if you're at a Super Bowl party, you could be driving home. It's crazy. You're you're. Uh, it's midnight, right? By the time everything's wrapped up. That's right, Sal. I, I, Sal, it's funny you, you say that. I've been calling for that, this exact same thing for, for years. I mean, they you already have two full weeks off, right? So yeah. it's not really extra rest for the players. Uh, you know what else could be the, the cure-all for that, Sal? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's going to go this way with, with injuries, even though I could really lay out uh, a full plan for you that would work. Mm-hmm. But it would be the 18-game schedule, which you would play the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend. And oh, yeah. you would be off on that. You know, the majority of the country would be off on Monday. Right. Uh, and I have, I could detail that in, in greater detail, but I, I won't for the sake of the list. Go ahead. Let's let's hear it, Darren. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if they're adding two games, but listen, it's not that like Sunday is so sacred anymore. They do the playoff games. They have two weeks of playoff games on Saturday. So yeah, just have it on Saturday. Well, we Sal, what up. do you what do you think they're like from a ratings perspective? I mean, you would know that more than anybody. What do you think? Because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people are all going to still watch. But what do you think? How much does that change? I think it's bulletproof. I mean, maybe that you know, it's something they could definitely try. But I think it, because it's such a big event and it's only once a year, and it's it's the game that everyone, whether you watch football or not, tunes into. I think Saturday night would do just as well. Tate, are you, are you on board or are you, you like it on Saturday? I'm on board. Saturday. Yeah. Let's make it happen. All right. Harry, are you busy Saturdays or can you do it on Saturday? <laughs> I'd love it to be on Saturdays. That'd be great. But there then you again, go. you know, all these places that have the Super Bowl party, 
they want that in hotels. They want that extra day. Oh, know, I see. Days, okay. So, uh, All right. Good. Okay, Harry, that would kill him. Harry puts a leaving on Sunday. Little perspective. Although I'd it. say if I if I, if we had a Saturday Super Bowl, like I'd be really depressed on Sunday that I have nothing to do. Right. Right. And Monday, you're already <laughs> depressed Monday anyway, so yeah. You right, because right, right, I'll lose the bet. Sure. All right. Well, listen, we have a lot of uh, lot of props. We got to, a lot to still cover. I'm going to give these guys a shot. They're going to give me their best props and best bets for Super Bowl Sunday. Now, Bovada.lv has done a nice thing. They've, uh, and this is for anybody, you could fill out these party prop sheets. Anyone could do it. You go to Bovada.lv. Party prop sheet, you'll find it, and you print it out in a PDF. It's like an Oscars pool. Uh, you fill them out. There's like, I don't know, what is it, like 20, 25 things here, what, you know, how long the anthem will take, uh, the result of the coin toss, all the favorites, who will score first, who will score the first uh, sack, the score, first scoring play, what will be, will Brady throw an interception, all those, and you pick the game at the end. Uh, you tally them up, the results, and you see who wins. And Bavada's done something. The degenerate trifecta and I are going head to head to head to head. And they've graciously decided to give $500 to the charity of the winner's choice. Um, whoever has the best score out of, uh, I guess, like 20 here. So, Harry, which charity are you playing for? I'm going to go and donate if I do win uh, to autism. <laughs> but no specific charity, <laughs> just autism. Uh, <laughs> That's very uh, nice I, of you. I, I, yeah, I'll work it out with you. You could tell Harry donates a lot. You could tell. Take on the root of the problem. Good job, Harry. <laughs> Harry, where are you from? United States. I know, but we're here in Philadelphia. Why are you talking? All right. All right. Harry, how about you donate to... Uh, uh, autism the, Speaks, how's that? That's good. How about the Autism Society of America? How's that? We'll, we'll spread Sounds it great. around. All right. Uh, and because you're doing uh, autism, I'll go to a Children's Hospital of Los Angeles if I win. Uh, Brother Bry, where, where's your money going? Yeah, I'll be playing for the uh, Epilepsy Foundation. All right. Excellent. And uh, Parlay Kid, Darren, you keeping this all for yourself? Yeah, I'll be playing uh, for uh, the Lupus Foundation of America for uh, my mother, as you know, who suffered from lupus for uh, many, go. many, many years. So there you go. I'll be uh, hopefully winning for her. All right. Well, you know what? Now I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I'm going I'm to pick everything. Tug uh, the heartstrings there, Parley yeah, Kid. Yeah, really. I'm going to have to take I'm gonna take the <laughs> Eagles and everything now. Um, well, there you go. So we're finally doing something nice. It only took 22 weeks, but $500 is going to one of these uh, charities. Now, let's go over the Generate Trifecta. I know you guys have been scouring these props, and it's just hours and hours on the toilet with these sheets flying everywhere. Parley Kid, start us off. Give us one. Oh. We'll jump back and forth. Give us one of Good. your uh, okay. favorite props. All right, Sal. Yeah, you're right, Sal. The This is so overwhelming, yeah. the amount that uh, of props. and It's just, boy, oh, man, it really could take, really, uh, really need the two weeks to go through all of this in, in some cases. You know, yeah. it really is difficult. And uh, we were talking off air just before. Some of it, very difficult. These odds makers have really done a good job making it very difficult. But Sal, I'm going to start off. I'm going to kind of take my what I think is my my slam dunk, uh, my easiest one, uh, and that's Foles over half a touchdown. Sal, it's minus <laughs> three twenty. Uh, you know, Sal, I don't really like these type of bets. Yeah. Per se, I'm a guy who likes to wager a modest amount mm -hmm. and hopefully win a, a big amount. That's why I like parlays. Um, but at this, at minus 320, 
Okay, Foles has been playing extremely well. And it's something that gets overlooked when it comes to this is Foles is now getting every single rep in practice. Okay, back, uh, you know, when he first uh, got the job, uh, you know, he wasn't get, he was getting so few reps in practice, but now it's been, what, five weeks, six weeks of rep after rep after rep. This guy is going to throw, I'm thinking, at least two or three, but the sure bet wow. for me is one touchdown, minus 320. You're going to wager a lot on this. You're going to win some money, and by halftime, you'll be sitting back saying, wow, that was such an easy bet. All right. So that's my first one I like. Foles over half a touchdown, so he's got to get one at minus 320. That seems pretty good. I think it's going to happen a different way. I think they play from behind. I think he'll get one anyway. I think, you know, he, you could have yeah. that wrapped up by halftime anyway, but I think they, they play from behind a little. Uh, Brother Bry, you want to add to that? Uh, to Darren's bet? No, I mean, whatever. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Uh, the one I like when I was going through that there's a few that I like, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very similar, but as you know, you, you talked about on the podcast with Simmons, other people have talked about this, but obviously you know in the last seven Super Bowls with Brady, they haven't scored a point in the first quarter. So mm-hmm. the one that stands out to me and the one I really like is the Pats to punt first versus score at minus 120. Hmm. So there's a, a couple different ways you could play this. You could also play it if you if you think you know Brady not to throw a first quarter touchdown or the Pats not to score a touchdown. But if you want to play it a little bit safer, I just – I think playing the punt, uh, punt first versus scores, pretty easy money, minus 120. Love it. That's pretty good. I don't understand this whole Patriots thing. Simmons tried to explain it to me why. They, they play a vanilla offense in the beginning, um, and, then they, and then they switch it up in the second half. That's part of the adjustments. But they purposely don't show you anything in the, in the first half or the first yeah, quarter. Well, that, it, it seems bizarre, but it's, it's kind of right? like it's what like Mayweather Bel- and Belichick's McGregor. Playing like chess, you know. Yeah, yeah so. I guess so. All right, so punt before score. Uh, for you, all right, Harry, you give us one. All right, well, I've got cornerback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Ronald Darby, over five and a half tackles for the game. In his last five out of six regular season games, excluding the Dallas game in the season when the starters on defense didn't play, he had he's had at least five tackles in those games. And in both playoff games versus the Vikings and the Falcons, He's had seven tackles. So at minus one fifteen, Darby over five and a half tackles. The you, game. you know where he's from, Harry? Ronald Darby, Florida State. Nice. You looked that up. Yeah, though. you didn't know that. Yeah, that was part of your research. <laughs> you found it. That's good. Yeah, and he's also a former Bill. There must be a half dozen yeah. former Bills in this game. I know Gilmore, Hogan. I'm missing a few. Uh, Parley Kitty picked up. And he picked off Dak earlier this year, too, Ronald Darby. I know that. But, all right, over five and a half tackles. Go ahead, Harry. Give us another one. All right. I'll come right back with, you know, like I said, I was talking to Brian earlier, too, and and just being uh, a Giants fan, this game is just, it's so, you know, having to go against, see, New England and Philly play, it's just kind of blah, blah for me. So just going through all these props, Mm -hmm. couldn't come up with anything, really, that, you know, stood out. And then I just, I did some research on this one, and hopefully this is a winner. The total number of Eagles to have a rushing attempt over four and a half at minus 150. Hmm. Uh, before I do my research here and explain, a kneel down is a rushing attempt right. in the in the rules, so that counts for something maybe at the end. Mm-hmm. But in their last 12 regular season games, 
nine of them, the Eagles had five or more rushers in their game. In the playoff games versus the Falcons and Vikings, they had five in both. Plus, teams tend to change things up in the Super Bowl, you know, add a spice or two to the offense, a different wrinkle. So I'm thinking that with the average of basically being five over the past uh, 14 games for them, I think over four and a half is a steal. Mm. All right. And so it's basically, it's it's Blount, it's Ajayi, it's Clement, it, and right. then you got to get Aguilar. I think Aguilar had a rush in the last two playoff games. And Foles, right? And your quarterback. Your quarterback, yeah, unless Foles. they put Sudfeld in or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, Harry hasn't had a lot of carries. Yeah. I mean, right? It's only maybe one, maybe. No, right? I know, but uh, you, you, over four and a half, I'll go. Listen, put it this way. If you lose the bet, at least you're in it to the very end. Yeah, no, I, right. I mean, <laughs> I get you. I also saw because they have, like, Foles over, like, one and a half rushing yards, too. I know you're talking kneel down, too, but I was like, yeah. if you like Foles to rush one, I mean, over one and a half, I guess, or Brady over two and a half. That's maybe. basically what you're banking on there, that the quarterback's going to run. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. All right, I don't like that one. Brother Bry. It's, be- it's, <laughs> it's not the greatest, but it's, listen, yeah. it's not the greatest, but it's better than laying 320. Darren. <laughs> well, Darren's is going to win. Darren's is going to win, and you're going to have to hope that the Eagles kneel down yeah. the fourth quarter. That's that's a difference. Until Foles goes down in the first quarter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see. All right, brother Bry, stop this ugliness. Add add one to the the mix. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll add. Oh, you know what? I forgot to say too, Sal. Yeah. Uh, before when I was when I was giving you those those stats with the Pats not scoring in the first. You know what? Their opponents too have only scored twelve points in those seven games. So. Five games, there was no score at all in the first. Only the Giants scored nine right. and the Rams scored three. So mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely another one. Yeah, again, so you could take the under a half touchdown in the, in the first quarter is one to look at at uh, plus 275. I wanted to add that to earlier, but I, I forgot yeah. I was talking about it. Uh, but another one I like is Blount to score uh, at any time plus 200. Look, he scored uh, both in the divisional game and the championship game. You know he'll probably get, I would say, like two to three or maybe four carries inside the ten. Uh, if they get down to the one, I think he's definitely scoring. Um, also, you know, obviously in, in his past postseason success, he's also scored a bunch of short yardage touchdowns for the Pats. So I think he'll be looking to push one in against the Pats. So I, I think plus 200 is pretty good for him. I, I think, well, I don't know if it's good. It should happen, but I will say, that makes such a statement if he scores. And that, that that's just to score a touchdown, right? But if he scores the yeah, just the, to score he, a touchdown. If he yep. scores the first touchdown, I don't care how much Simmons, everyone, Patriots fans, Simmons just walked in here and walked out. How much they can't they think he's oh he loved playing for the Patriots. That that'll screw them up. That'll screw them up in a big way if Blunt uh, hits pay dirt before anybody else. So yeah, if you want to yeah, because, send yeah. a, a message, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because the other one, too, I was really looking at Ajayi, too. But, you know, he's only scored one touchdown this whole year, even including the playoffs. That's, yeah. Sounds, yeah, people, so people love Ajayi. People love him. Yeah. I, I think he puts the ball down. I think he fumbles. Tate, what do you like? Do you like any of these so far? I like the blunt to score. You do? I like that. Good call, Brother Bray. All right. I, I think Blunt's going to be Thanks, one buddy. of the goal line. I and, thought you were going to jump on Harry's back. but that's Oh, no. Definitely, definitely not <laughs> minus 320. <laughs> you don't like the minus three twenty. All right, sorry, Darren. Parlay kid, redeem yourself. I, I think I like the minus three twenty. I'm all over that stuff. You don't, you know, a winner's a winner. Okay, Sal. I already gave you a slam dunk. Now I'm going to give you like a what I would call like a free throw right here. Okay. Okay. Amendola over four and a half receptions. 
I got in at this at uh, minus 140. It's up to 160 now. Mm. So obviously there's some action on this. Uh, Amendola, first two playoff games here, 18 combined catches in those two games. Last year's Super Bowl, eight catches. Uh, a couple years before that against Seattle, five catches. So he's been very consistent in these big games. Why? Well, let's face it. You got Gronkowski. This year you have Cooks. They're really the New England's top guns, at least catching the ball. These slot guys thrive in these games. Mm-hmm. Teams don't want to give up the big play. They bring some pressure. The Eagles are going to be bringing pressure. Brady's going to be checking down a lot. Uh, last year we saw some check downs uh, to the running backs, to to, uh, uh, to Amendola himself, et cetera. Same thing this year. Four and a half catches, to me, seems like a steal. And can I do I get to call him Danny? I'm going to call him Danny as well. <laughs> Danny is clutch. He's a clutch player. He elevates his game in these type of games. The biggest games, he plays his best. Over four and a half, minus 140, minus 160, it really doesn't matter. You're going to win this one. Yeah, minus 160 is half of minus 320, so we're already, we're already in good shape. <laughs> there but, you go. You see, you see what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm working. Darren, yeah. much better. Much better, Darren. So the next one's going to be minus 80? I don't know. I don't know how this works. Well, here's what, in addition to all your reasons, and I brought this up on the uh, with Simmons uh, today, Amendola, the, the Patriots are going to have to do, and not that, not, not that you have to twist their arm to do this anyway, they're going to run those pick plays, and they're going to be successful in doing so. Harry, your Giants, yep. your Giants, uh, they almost won twice against Eagles. Once, guys, we were all watching together. They had to come back, the Eagles, in the fourth quarter. Were they down like two scores in the fourth quarter? Come back. And then the other one was the Jake Elliott 61-yard field goal. But anyway, their defense was demoralized by these basically same kind of pick plays that the Giants were running. And they're going to have trouble with that again. And Amendola obviously is a, a big part of that. You got one more, Parley Kid? Yes, I do, Sal. Uh, and now this one, Sal, this is a long shot. This is, uh, this is the Hail Mary right here. And that's Lewis, okay, at 18-1 to 1, mm-hmm. win the MVP. Uh, let's face it, Sal, it's been 20 years since a running back has won the MVP in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I kind of thinking that this, this could be the year. Harry, let me ask you something. <laughs> Who do you think should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl last year? You know it should have been White. Okay, I know you're going to say that. And 14, I really don't dis- ca- 14 catches and three touchdowns and score the winning touchdown on a run in overtime, and he doesn't get it. So Brady gets it, or nobody gets it on New England. Mm. You know what, You know what, Harry? Don't, Matt, don't give it to Brady, Harry. Nobody. <laughs> I'm saying that's what happened. <laughs> well, that's, well, Harry, I agree with you. So I think this year things are going to come around a little full circle. 20 years ago, Terrell Davis won the MVP. I think you're going to see basically the same thing. A lot of checkdowns, like I said, to Amendola. I can see, I'm not saying Lewis is catching 14 passes because the Patriots had to play catch-up last year. But I could see him catching six, seven, eight passes out of the backfield, rushing the ball, scoring two touchdowns, just having a great overall game. At the end of the year, Deion Lewis was the Patriots' best offensive player. He's kind of gone AWOL in the playoffs a little bit here. But we know what happens now with Belichick, right? Somehow or another, the guys that you're least expecting to have the big games in the Super Bowl have the big games. I'm banking on him as 18 to one. This is my long shot. Why not? I'm going to get two winners uh, with with Amendola and Foles. That's right. Why yeah. not take a chance here at 18 to one? 
Uh, it's been yeah. it's been a long time. It's time that a running back wins this. Let's go with Deion Lewis. Right yeah, now. it's fine. Eighteen to one, it's fine. I think, but it just like you said, Belichick mixes it up. I think that was one of my best props last year: Lewis over one and a half catches or two and a half catches or something crazy. Right. Yes, I had it. We sure. had it too, right? And he never got there. Yep. I know he dropped like it's something open, and then and it, that was the most frustrating for many reasons, the most frustrating Super Bowl <laughs> to watch. But White got every reception, and yeah, I think that yep. kind of shows you like these guys have to actually run the ball. And not even get a three-yard pass from from Brady for them to get um, sole credit. Otherwise, it's it's all going to Brady, unfortunately. But Tate, what do you think about all this? Uh, I, I was just saying off air that uh, I, I I think it's crazy that uh, JJ is the one that everyone's picking to be like the dark horse, but. Mm-hmm. I do think it's all screens and it's all short passes, it's all dumped down. So, uh, yeah, I, c- I could see it happening. I, I still think that uh, if Deion Lewis, even if he has the three touchdown James White day, they're still going to give it to Brady. So yeah. I, I don't really see it see it happening. But I like the Terrell Davis 20-year anniversary. I like that tidbit. So, yeah. probably, kid, I'm on your side go. there. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Harry, you got another one for us? Or, that, or you're ready for uh, – Yeah, I got one that just – that, that, I, I don't love it, but I'm looking uh, – where uh, he plays some parts. Uh, I don't love parts, it. Uh, <laughs> don't love it. But uh, all right. Well, uh, then don't waste our time. You don't, you don't have to give us a third. Fifty props. He's giving you one. He I doesn't know. really like. <laughs> wait till my wait till my best bet comes out. That's that's crazy enough. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll wait for that. All right. Good. Thank you. Thank you, brother Brian. You have an extra one, right? <laughs> yeah, I got an extra one. I liked. Um, I feel bad. We're really putting like Harry. Him. We're putting Harry through this miserable process of uh, of, of gambling here on a podcast. It's like, <laughs> oh, I hate I the know. game. I don't like these props. Oh, I don't know. Like, sorry, Harry. <laughs> I know he sounds miserable right yeah. now. Um, but one of the ones I, I really like. I usually don't bet the cross prop uh, sport one mm-hmm. just because I don't necessarily love the the games happening before it. But I did like the Eagles minus two hundred versus the three NHL games. So there's uh, the Golden Knights play the Capitals, Senators play the Canadians, and the Shark play the Hurricanes. So I'm thinking at max with those three games, you're probably at the most you'll probably get. 18 goals, but you could get as little as 13, 14. So I think I think the Eagles are going to score between 20 and 27 points. So I, I really like that minus 200. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think in these NHL games, it, right. I don't know, it's going to be a lot for that to be 20 goals scored in the three games. Eagles so. points against uh, against the three hockey yeah, games. Yeah, the total, total, goals. total goals in the three hockey games. So, I like that. Like yeah. I said, I think it's asking a lot for those teams to get to 20 points. So I know it's, it's you're laying minus 200. Right. That's all right. Uh, but I think that's, that's, that's an easy one. We're like. picking winners. That's all we're going to do. All right. Yeah, we're picking winners. Should we go to the best bets? Is that what we're up to? Yeah, I guess we are. I'm not going to... I'm not going to treat it like... Well, no, I will. I'll treat, treat it like a sharp tank, even though I have my own best bet. Um, it's going to come out in a Ringer video uh, later in the week, although probably right when this is airing. So you'll see them simultaneously. Uh, Parley Kid. Best bet, Super Bowl 52. What is it? Okay, Sal. Uh, we're going to be teasing uh, the Eagles. Uh, we're going to add six points to them. They're going to be getting ten and a half and the over, which will be down to 42. Mm. Uh, so I'm not saying the Eagles are winning this game. I think this game is going to play out like most Patriots Super Bowl games. It's going to be close. I don't really think anybody else feels opposite of that. I could be wrong. Maybe one of the other uh, the three of you uh, maybe think this could be a blowout in one way or another, but I really don't see that. I do see the Patriots winning, 
but I see the Eagles playing a close game. Okay, uh, that's kind of kind of what they do mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the over. This is an indoor game. Uh, it's going to play fast at times. Uh, we've seen Foles has gotten better and better, and Brady's going to be Brady. There's going to be scoring. I personally feel like the Patriots are going to get out to a lead this year, and the Eagles will have to play a little catch-up. But I really see this final score somewhere like 27-24. Patriots somewhere in that ballpark, but the Eagles getting 10.5. I really like that stuff. This game's going to be close. And the over 42, I'm pretty sure, Sal, four of the last five Super Bowls have gone over. Uh, This being indoors, I really don't see it. Uh, it might get off to a slow start, but it's going over 42. I don't think I don't see a 21-17 Super Bowl here. I think both teams are gonna, uh, uh, you know, get over 20, and it's gonna be close. All right, yeah. I, Simmons brought this up earlier, and I never looked. I meant to look it up. The page. What's the biggest lead the Patriots have had in any of these Super Bowls? The biggest lead. Hmm. Probably that Carolina game, right? Probably was that it, Tate? What was? What were you down by? What was the most there? <sighs> Was it 17 at one point? Was it 17? Okay. All right. But that was a long, right, no long time No other game ago. could have been bigger than no, that. No, none were close. Obviously, the Giant games weren't. Um, the Eagles were was tied going into the fourth, I think. Uh, obviously, last year, they didn't take the lead till overtime. Seattle game was... Well, that's the funny down. thing, right? Last year's game, that the, the Pats winning by six was the biggest point differential yeah. in any of the Super Bowls in the seven. Six was the most. Well, that that's was like what's four scary. twice and then... Three, whatever. To me, that's what's scary. It's like they, they play like garbage for three quarters and still covered what would have been today's spread of four and a half. They won by six. I had, <laughs> Parley Kid, I think I am one of the few who was thinking that the Patriots are going to win by double digits. I don't know if it's just because I'm oh. a contrarian or what, but I just, RJ Bell brought up a good point. If this game was played three weeks ago before the playoffs, what was what would the line be? Right. Be pats yeah, by ten, right? by ten or eleven. Oh, I think I think they'd be double. Oh, oh like a regular season game. If, if it was on a, a it was on a neutral neutral site, uh, you know, January fourth, you know, before Atlanta played Philly and before yeah before oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. like it that first been, uh, yeah it would have been close to yeah, ten. Right? I think we're basing all of this on one Nick Foles game, and he did a great job against the Vikings. I think yeah. he did a good job against the Falcons, but you know that was a coin toss at the end. I just think like everything was going. The Eagles' yeah. way, and look, they they laid the smackdown on them. But I think I think we're 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 putting too much emphasis yeah. on that one game. I could be wrong. I think thirty three twenty. I have uh, I have the Patriots winning, but I like I like your overcall there, brother Bry. Which way are you going with this? All right, I think you know where I'm going with this one. Yeah. I am going. I'm going back with a prop on this one for the best bet. So I'm going to go under one and a half shortest touchdown. Uh, it's kind of been my bet throughout the, all of the playoffs, even for the college games. Um, mm-hmm. Seven of the ten so far in the playoff games have have hit on this. You've had a one yard touchdown. Six of the last seven Pats playoff games, this is hit. Four of the last five Super Bowls, this is hit. It hit in both of the Eagles playoff games. So I just love it. I, I think again, you don't even necessarily have to have. I'm not. I don't think you necessarily have to have a pass interference call in the end zone because. There likely probably won't be. I know they keep the flags away in these games, kind of, but mm-hmm. it just seems to be by luck. You know, somebody gets tackled down at the one. It all, it's it's consistently happening. Right. I don't know why it happens in these big games so much, but uh, I love it. Right. All right. Uh, I'm with you. There's really no reason to go against. I know at the last game it yeah. didn't hit. Right. The Eagles Vikings didn't. 
Yeah, yeah, and it, it's weird because I think it was as high as 140, but I think on Bovada today, so like minus minus 125 it is yeah. right now. All right. Yeah. Harry, can you top that? Because so far that that's the one I like. All right, well, let's see here. Let's see. I've got the Lakers against the Thunder. Oh, man. Total points plus 79.5 over Tom Brady passing yards. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I have to listen. I really, let, let, let it's me like, tell you why. It's all about the numbers here. Let, uh, me, let me just look, listening Oklahoma to your l- listening to your picks is like uh, like watching an episode of Mr. Robot. It, like it really hurts. You really have to do a lot of work to take it all in. All right, go ahead. I'll listen. Plus seventy nine. Right. Okay, half. okay. Here we go. Yeah, it, it is a lot. It is a lot of work, and it is a lot to take in. But here we go. Oklahoma City this year mm-hmm. has scored one hundred and thirty three points and one hundred and fourteen points against the Lakers. The game will be on national television, and that's when Westbrook likes to likes to light it up mm-hmm. and put up big numbers. <laughs> Oklahoma City, in their last three games on weekends, have scored, like I just said, 148 against Cleveland when that game was on national television, 121 and 122. Meanwhile, the Lakers, for a team who's only 19 and 30, in their last five weekend games, they've scored 148, 132, 107, 127, and 111. <laughs> if this game can go where I hope it goes, which is around 240, but maybe even 250, you add the 79 and a half to that. And like we were saying earlier, the dump downs, Brady, the, the, the <coughs> eight, nine-yard pickups, but the clock keeps running. I think he'd have to get about 320, 330 yards to get to that point. And remember, Philly has given up just eight and a half points in their two playoff games on average. And they've yeah. had a top three defense all year. I don't think Brady gets it done. I'll take the 79 and a half with the Lakers and OKC points over Brady passing yards. That's my best bet. All right. I don't even know what to say. Well, I, will, I will say with Harry, it's like if you like the Brady under yards, I yeah. think this is a great bet because you maybe you know you could get this all the way up to three ten to three twenty maybe like Harry's saying. Yeah, but I don't know if I like the Brady under yards. So okay, Tate, what do you what do you think? You heard the three. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you have Parlay Kid as the Eagles plus ten and a half over forty two as a teaser. Uh, Brother Bryce taking a prop under one and a half. Been treating him good all year on the one and a half shortest touchdown, and Harry has uh, the Lakers and Thunder points plus seventy nine and a half over Brady passing yards. I like Brother Bryce, and yeah. here's why: I have a I have a weird uh, inkling in my head that Tom Brady's going to score a QB sneak touchdown at some point in this game, mm-hmm. and I can see that happening. Them getting down to the goal line, and then Tom Brady uh, cleaning up and getting a rushing touchdown and spiking the football accordingly. So yeah. I like that, Brother Bry. Brother Brian, I'm going Thanks, with buddy. you too. I'm going under one and a half. It's like I said, it's been good to you all year. And I also like uh, I brought it up today with Simmons. I like Patriots to convert on fourth down as plus one fifteen, just out of spite. Wait, is it really? Like, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny for all the ones I was wondering. For somehow I skipped through that one. Yeah. Is that really plus money there? Go that's find great. it. Yeah, to convert, like not to go for it, just to, to actually convert. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's good. Though. And that bet is usually oh, good right. at any time because you know. They're a bunch of a-holes. They'll run up the score. <laughs> they don't care what's going on. Um, speaking of running up the score, Harry, give us an update with your weight loss. I bet you back in late March, was it late March? It might have been April. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was late May, right? 
Might have been June. Yeah, it was May. Right, okay. May. I bet you that you wouldn't lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. If you did, I would give you $5,200. If you didn't, you would have to wear nothing but a sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard that read, I'm Harry Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat, uh, while singing Daughtry, uh, the whole album, walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Now, you're close. You have, you have to get to 194.8. You have been Correct. hovering around the 200 line for like a month now. And there's some controversy here, but you weighed in today. What was your weight today? I weighed in today, and I was 200.4 with some clothes on still. So if we want to take off maybe half a pound, we might be under the Mendoza line. I don't know. It's close. But now, okay, so now it was a weird thing is happening because the last three, you were shooting videos every week, some twice a week, and then the video stopped of you weighing in. Now it's just like, a screenshot of the the scale, or you're just well, verbal. You're well, just you telling know us I, I sort of feel bad, even though they're they're when I when I weigh myself up there at the vet, they're uh, they're fantastic and great about it, and everyone's been uh, everyone there has been very supportive and everything. You but weigh yourself at the vet, yeah, and then I weigh myself at the vet, and like <laughs> two weeks ago when I when I did it, uh, I felt a little weird because I'm standing in shorts with no no uh, no shirt on and. The new girl who was just working there had brought a client back there, like a 70-year-old woman with her <laughs> humongous dog. And the, and I'm standing there practically naked. And right. the 70-year-old lady sees me on a scale. What is she thinking that a guy, a guy practically is naked back here? What's going on behind the uh, behind the counter? So yeah. that's a little weird, even though they said... <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see that. screenshots or, uh, or just running in, checking, and... I want to. I want. I want to take the picture when I'm under 200. I haven't gotten there yet. I just so don't understand. Like it's not. It's not adding up to me. Parlay kid, do you agree? Like he goes to Hawaii. First of all, I'm annoyed at that because you go to Hawaii. You're not working. I don't know what kind of week off this is. Like the third week in January, you're taking hey, off. I worked today. What I, I had to wash. I had to wash three of Ken's cars. All right, <laughs> you got all right. But you had five days in Hawaii where you just like you were able to work out unlimited amount. You didn't eat. I heard you ate some chicken or something. That was the big, that that was the big the big splurge. Played played played, that, played one of our listeners that's a fan, Nick in tennis, who's a pro tennis pro. He smoked me six oh six oh. Oh yeah, give him a shout out. Doing so, some guy followed you on Twitter as a fan, and uh, you you hassled him for a tennis game, and he killed you. You're getting exercise all over the place, and you're not losing it. You were the last weigh in we saw was two hundred point three. What's going on? I know. I don't understand. I just, uh, Brian's made a point, though, too, where he says sometimes you just plateau. So I've made a, you know, we had no rules. Mm-hmm. We had really no rules. So uh, today I went out and uh, <laughs> I started a cleanse. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> started a cleanse. Brian, Brian actually did some research onto this <laughs> cleanse, right, Brian? I did some research. One thing, uh, yeah, I think the first rating said what? It was like uh, it helped with stress. Not, not with weight loss, with stress. That's good. All right. Yeah, he's got well, a lot I don't of know. stress. I don't know. I that I've taken it once and my head's pounding. <laughs> and then the second, I, I saw another one. It got it one star. It said I gained three pounds. <laughs> he's got a lot of stress, Harry. He goes to a different island every uh, 11 days. Yeah. It's a lot of stress in his life. Yeah, let me just say, though. But not, Go ahead, oh, Paul. Sorry, you're very good. Yeah, the party kid could just weigh in here Please. with this. Uh, when it comes to this, Harry, I just want to say, we, we, we get on you a little bit, but win or lose, we're very, very proud of you, Harry. Yeah. 
You look good, I, Harry. I, you do I, look I, good I, in the pictures. You've lost, great. You've lost you, about you know, 50 yeah, pounds. You, you look great. Yeah, you really have. You really have, Harry. You know, you have inspired so, so few people, yet you've continued <laughs> on this journey. It's very admirable, Harry. Congratulations. Either well, way. I also want to uh, thank everybody out there on Twitter, too, who's rooting for me, too. So I'm trying to get it done. But, uh, but I thank you for the support. It's been great. It really has been. Parley so Kid, you're, you're a teacher. This is this is touching. Parley Kid, you're, you're a teacher. <laughs> you grade tests on a curve sometimes. I would I would venture to say Harry losing 50 pounds uh, in a, a growing up in a house with Ken right now, and I, I did say growing <laughs> up, is like anyone else losing like 130 pounds, right? If you were to weigh the score. Yeah, give, give. Yeah, we give, give Harry some credit. I mean, yeah. this is a great lifestyle change for him. And uh, the bottom line is, and we've already kind of thrown some ideas about, we got to find a new idea now for Harry. Right. Now we got to come up with something else uh, for the next Super Bowl. Right. So those thoughts and uh, that, those things can start uh, very soon. Yeah, very right. Soon. Hit, us, Harry, hit us up at uh, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com if you have any ideas of the next challenge. This one's not over, by the way. He still has a chance to win. And uh, like I said, he could be slow playing us. We have not had an accurate video reading from him yep. in almost a month. So he can get on that scale and be 188, and then it's, uh, we all get a good laugh out of this. But I somehow don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Harry? What kind of odds you put on it right now? Boy, I would have to say not doing it um, is it's a lot. It's five pounds in, what, four days, five days? Well, this uh, is going to air Friday. Yeah, right. Yeah, but okay. Uh, that I do it is minus 1,100 right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? You made fun that's of Darren's lot. pick. That's a lot to do. I can't get under this 200 mark. <laughs> Look, I, for more, for, not that I need any more motivation, but I even... What is going know, on? I shaved, <laughs> I shaved a quarter of my chest and put what I got going on. I put 52 pounds for equals $5,200 on my chest in a quarter wow. of my wolfman. I shaved a quarter of my this wolfman. <laughs> now it's gotten fishy. Now it's gotten you, fishy. T- I, I, I think <laughs> he is slow playing us. How, listen, no I don't know how. Listen, Sal, I don't know how I went. Uh, how I didn't go under two hundred pounds from just shaving a quarter of my chest hair. I think I Tate had a stroke. I haven't heard from Tate in a good uh, four minutes. Over. I'm upset. Harry's already, you know, congratulating himself. We have this whole competition to play out. You still have time, Harry. Don't buy into this. They're, I got time, and I'm doing. They're the trying to play you. We're done here. Tate, I'm going back in the pool. It's it's still uh, it's the pool. Uh, still January. I'm going back in the pool. I'm going to run tonight, do some laps. But I'm just saying, good. I needed the cleanse to maybe get over that edge. And don't we'll don't rely on this the cleanse. Pool, the pool is not going to help you these last few days. Uh, it probably won't. <laughs> No, the cleanse. Just get a few cleanses. You're going to be fine. Well, yeah. I'm going to get our props department to work on that uh, that sandwich board starting tomorrow. Yeah. I'm feeling really good about this. All right, guys. So it is it is disappointing though. Then we, I mean, I would say like three weeks ago, I thought this was easily in the bag, and then yeah. last week I thought. I, then I thought last week once he didn't get under 200, he was. He was really struggling. He has like, so many knew, people. He, he hadn't gotten that for a week. There were so many people on Twitter backing him. They're looking for him to do this. People bet him. They took it off the board on Bovada. People bet the under so much that they took it off the board. You couldn't bet it anymore. At this, you know, like I was, I was, when, I, I was, was rooting in the for him. For two days. I was rooting hospital for him. For you were in the hospital. That helped. You were rooting, rooting for him. And now <laughs> I think now it's just pathetic. I think if he doesn't get there. 
I don't know. But we are very, Harry, very Harry, proud of you. Very proud. I'll, I'll say too, Harry, you sound, because you're getting sick again, you sound exactly like you sounded before you went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're going to have to bring that scale to the hospital. All right, guys. Anything else you want to say? You want to give us your Twitter plugs? Yeah, uh, Parlay Kid at the Chalk Talker. Hit me up. All right. Uh, I'm uh, Brother Bry at BSZOK816. I even forget sometimes where I'm at, but uh, there we go. There you go. All right, and if anyone has any. (laughs) Sorry. No, if anyone has any. Can I say one thing? Let's get one thing about Harry. Also also proud about that Harry was on the House of Cards uh, this week. He did did a good job with that. That was good, Harry. Way to go, Harry. See? fun. (laughs) <laughs> people gain like three pounds just going on House of Carbs, just talking to House. I think that, that might have been a problem right there. Harry's at AAO. Harry, if you didn't hear him, and if you want to give him any uh, last-minute inspirational messages, that's where please, he's at. Tate, do. Tate, where are you at? Uh, Tate Frazier, at Tate Frazier. I'm always around uh, on the interwebs. Uh, Harry, I really hope you can do this. I really do. I feel hey, like I'm, 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 I'm pulling for you. Are we going to see you Sunday for it? I want no? to. I want to see you. I want to be there for the weigh-in because if I'm not, I feel like you're going to get clowned. So I, I really want to be on your side. I'll cheer for you. I'll talk shit back to anybody you want me to. Whatever it takes. <laughs> okay. I love it. All, All right. right. Well, we're going to work it out. We're either going to Periscope it. We're going to Facebook Live. We're going to figure it out. But uh, tune in Sunday. We're going to do it. I was going to try to do it right at kickoff, but we'll do it a few minutes before so you don't miss any of the game. Uh, but uh, tune in. I'll, I'll we'll we'll post a message on Twitter and get the specifics down. Um, so that's that. Thanks to Generate Trifecta. Everyone, stay tuned. We're not done. Adam Carolla coming up. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Super Bowl Sunday, just a couple of days away. So depressing. Another Super Bowl I can't root for, and I will be not rooting for these teams with our next guest. You know him from the 1-800-Collect commercials. He parlayed that into a season on Dancing with the Stars, the man show, crank anchors to catch a contract. This guy has done it all right now. He's a captain of the pirate ship called Corolla Digital, where he hosts anywhere from Nine to 37 podcasts a week. Guy loves to talk. We love to talk to him. Adam Carolla, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, Cousin Sal. (laughs) Adam, we watch football every week. Adam opens up his warehouse to our uh, nutty friends uh, every Sunday. And Adam, as this 46-year-old man, I'm both proud and ashamed to say that. I'm really depressed that it's coming to an end this week. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, you know what? I have like I have mixed emotions because on one hand, I, I love the camaraderie, I love hanging out, I, the funniest guys in the world. Everyone makes me laugh and I love watching the football games. On the other hand, I feel like I'm attempting to kill myself with food and IPA beer <laughs> one day a week for four and a half months. And you know, I always say to people, like, I'll always pack on, like, 20 pounds during during that during that time because you can't. Like, you show up with, a, you know, a bakery filled with the entomans and, uh, you know, cookies and everything else, and then everyone else with the beer flowing and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I always say, like, what if once a week 
for five months, you went to Gabby Reese's and Laird Hamilton's house in Malibu, <laughs> and you just did CrossFit training with them. Like, you dunked yourself into the cold pool, and then you went into the sauna, and then you and Laird stood at the bottom of the deep end of the pool with kettlebells and tried to walk to the to the shallow end. Like, what if you got? What if you did that once a week for four and a half months? What would you look like at the end of the four and a half months? Right. And the answer is, you'd be down twenty pounds, and you'd feel great. Right. All right. This is the opposite. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we're an, we're an unhealthy looking and uh, feeling bunch right now. You're right, but you you combated it a little last year. I remember because we were preparing for the Oscars, same situation, and you wanted to get down to a target weight. You took those next Sundays between February and what was it, middle of March, and you you got down there. You kind of you kind of put this to the test, didn't you? I did. I actually had a thing happen about three years ago. You were a fantastic wrestler at the high school level, mm. and I, I work with guys like Nate Adams, who we make our right. Newman docs and stuff with, who did a lot of high-end high wrestling. The making weight. So I always played football, so I never had to make any weight. But I gave myself this weird target when I was doing the uh, Toyota Grand Prix at Long Beach. I did, like, the all-star anyone who'd won in years past edition, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I want to get to 185. And the morning of the race, I got on the scale and I was like 186 and a half. Mm. And instead of just being a human being and driving out to the track, I started skipping rope <laughs> with like a windbreaker on <laughs> and, uh, and literally cut weight for no reason in my own living room just to get on the scale so it read like 184 and three quarters. Oh, that's great. I wish we would have been able to bet on that. I wish I had known about the dedication <laughs> to that. That's great. That's really good. Yeah, they. you could lose weight. They don't do it on the high school uh, level anymore. You used to be able to wear literally garbage bags and run around, but too many kids uh, died from this. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's fun making weight. It's nice seeing that number, and then, then it just shoots right back up come uh, September, right? Can, can I say this, whether you're making garbage bags or, or duct tape or uh, tide, tide cleanser bombs or whatever, or toilet paper, what I'm saying is, is like your greatest windfall for a company is when people decide to use your product for something other than what you originally designed it for. Right. Like every... Every time a house gets TP'd in the neighborhood, the makers of Charmin must be over the moon about it. Or what about all these kids eating these tie, these Tide pellets or whatever the hell they are, these yeah. packets of Tide, like swallowing them? That's got to be the greatest thing in the world. Or, uh, you know, if you make Vicodin, the fact that you run into people, you know, it, the average person takes a Vicodin and a half a year after, you know, dental surgery. And Dr. Drew used to tell me about people who are taking 80 a day every day for five years. Like, hey, if you're making that product, that's got to be that's got to be pretty good. Yeah. And my my I can't remember what the hell we're talking about. Duct tape? No, (laughs) no, I think you're right. Like uh, and when I went to college, people would blow their bong hits. So the R.A. wouldn't when couldn't tell they were smoking in the room, even though they absolutely knew they were. They'd blow them into the uh, what, what would you call it? The dryer sheets. And then it would give a right. nice smell, but you can't put that in the commercial. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it must be gratifying. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, garbage bags. Right. Garbage bags are used for cutting weight. Every time I see, like, it starts raining outside, and I see a, a, a guy 
selling newspapers or mowing a lawn. He always has a garbage bag on on him. And like, who knew there were going to be ponchos? Right. You know, there's <laughs> there's no way the hefty people could have foreseen this. Yeah, when Tom Bosley was doing the commercials back in the '80s, you never you never saw him running to cut weight uh, <laughs> during the ads. Right. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about no. the big game for a second. Patriots. This surprises me. Maybe it doesn't surprise you. Although you knew they would be favored in the in the uh, in the final game, they're, but they're only favored by four and a half points. Now you have an interesting dilemma here. Is it possible yeah. for you to win? You passed up a winning teaser in the conference championship games. You like the Patriots just to win on a teaser, and then the Eagles would have gotten, uh, I think, like nine nine and a half points. That one easily. You pass that up. Now that you pass that up, it. Is it possible at all for you to win your Super Bowl bet, just karmically? You know why? No, no. But can I tell you why? And this is one of those things where I, I was like, oh, okay, this is Patriots win, beat an expansion team at home, and then the Eagles, who I thought would win. Like, I thought the Eagles were a better team than everyone thought they were after watching them beat my Rams. Right with their backup quarterback, right? During I was at the, season, the game, yeah. and they looked, They mm-hmm. didn't drop off. Yep. So I was like, I don't know why they're dogs at home, and the Patriots always win at home, you know? So this is a done deal. And I was going to do it, and then I got the inside line on UFC's uh, Stipe versus um, the, uh, you, you know, Dom- the, the guys Dom- across Dom- between, yeah, Clubber yeah, Clubber Lang and... Uh, and uh, the predator, and right. I was like, I, I now I got that in my head, and I wrestled with that for two days, and then I didn't bet on that, and I didn't bet on the Patriots either, <laughs> and that was uh, that was it. All right, now here's the way I feel about this game. Yeah, I could take the easy way out and just bet on the Patriots. Right. It would it would piss off Patriot Nation and all the all the folks we know that love the Patriots because they know that's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. I argue that I think there's a way for me to bet on the Patriots and still lose, obviously. Uh-huh. So that should that should you know help them sleep at night. Right. But uh, I also feel like it's a cop out. Like all I'm doing is hedging my emotional bet. Mm-hmm. I put some nominal amount up. I go for the Patriots. Then when the Patriots end up winning, I'm not pissed off like I am every year. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Two things. Two things. If I have to sit next to somebody at the Super Bowl party who tells me they're rooting for the Patriots and I ask them if they're from the New England area and they say they're from El Cajon, which is by San Diego, and then I go, oh, so your folks, big Boston's were And they go, no, they were born in El Cajon, too. And then you go, well, so wait a minute. One team's been there. Every single every single year for the last fifty years, and the other team's been there twice and got smashed, and the town sucks, and you're rooting for this one, and the one guy's married to a supermodel, and he never loses. And they go, "Yeah, I just I just like the Patriots. I'm I'm going to choke that person on the table, Sal. You can watch me. I, I am going to watch. I'm going to help you. I'm not just going to watch. I'm going to help you. <laughs> you know, do those people drive you nuts? It's the worst. It's the worst. But I have a feel like I was. You know, I, I I fall in that category too. Not with the Patriots, but it, yeah, there are some fair weather fans that you know people have the Nick Foles jerseys, which they there's no way they purchased those before two weeks ago. But you know, they're going to be burning those if he if he goes back to Nick Foles form from uh, Christmas Eve or or uh, Christmas Day or New Year's Eve uh, those games. But 
I, right. I it's funny. I'm I'm looking the other way, and you talk to R.J. Bell, and like he'll he'll throw statistics and statistical analysis down your throat, but. I look at it this way, and it's completely emotional. It's it's what do I want to do? I didn't. I don't think I ever felt worse after a game that didn't involve my team than I did when I had Atlanta plus three and a half, and they lost in overtime to a team that played like crap for three quarters and still covered what would have been four and a half. Somehow they covered in overtime. So because it is a long off season, and this is only emotional. I might just I might just have to go with the Patriots here. I'm leaning that way. I hate it, but I might but, I might do it. But but then what happens when the Patriots kick a field goal after a bad pass interference call with an uncatchable ball right. and they kick that field goal to win the game by 3 points and you still lose. I know. I know. It's weird. I don't and know what to do. You're going to have even worse offseason. You're right. So I I I got I got to say, I feel the exact same way that I felt last year. I I felt like the Patriots were, you know, struggling, hanging on, and eking out wins. And let's not forget, Philly just rolled on a team they were a dog to at home. I mean, they just just rolled. When you look at Foles' numbers and you look at what they put up on the scoreboard, and, you know, Minnesota's, not a bad team and good enough to be favored in that game, and they rolled on him. Yeah, I don't know. I pray. I pray every year. I go. Is this the year the Pats get old? Is mm-hmm. this the year somebody rolls on them? And I felt the same way last year with Atlanta. I felt like they're lighting up the scoreboard, and the Pats are just hanging in, just hanging in. And this is the year they get rolled on. And for three quarters, I was one hundred percent right. I, know. I was like, this I was is with the you. year. Yeah. It's, the, it's the year Brady gets old. It's the year the Pats uh, get rolled on. It's the year, and, and then boom. I would um, love to be on that side of it as well. I'd love to have make money and be like, I told you so, and the Patriots are done and all that. And here's one statistic that, that I looked up. This is fascinating to me. In the Patriot, in the Brady-Belichick era, Su- Super Bowl era, all those Super Bowls, how many points have they scored in the first quarter? In all of that era, none. Three. You were right the first time. Is that a spectacular stat? Zero points, and they've never scored in the first score, not even a field goal. They've not scored in the first quarter, and that kind of plays into the Eagles' hands because they've they've played from behind for something ridiculous, like only 60 plays the the whole year. And if they could get up on this team... Now you're even with them, and barring in any ridiculous comeback like last year, they could hold on and win. You could be, you could be on to something. Well, here's my, here would be my take, although it's never going to work, and we're all going to leave the Super Bowl party with our, with our heads dragging, right. the chins dragging on the ground. But here's my take. Statistically, the Pats win just with the field goal or last second interception or, uh, you know, I mean, of course it was OT with a freak touchdown mm-hmm. last year, but I mean, all they do is eke out wins when, when they win. Right. Now, if you told me, uh, Oh, Pat's and they're giving away two and a half points, I'd be like, well, fine. They're going to win by a field goal mm-hmm. with no time on the clock. So that's a lock, but you say four and a half, and even when they do win with the with with no time on the clock, you could still win 
win your money right. if you bet on on uh, Philly. So now I'm going with Philly. All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> you got chutzpah. I like it. That's pretty good. That's right. All That's right. 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 And also, I couldn't bet on the Patriots without, you know, the Henches and the Simmons and the Callisons and everything. They would, you know. It'd be difficult to see them. Exactly. They'd blame me if anything happened. We're going to see those guys. You're having a Super Bowl party. You scaled it back a lot uh, in case anyone's out there hoping for an invite. You're not going to get it. What's essential to a Super Bowl party? Do you need a 150-inch screen and uh, a dozen classic Paul Newman cars? Yes, right? You do need that for a Super Bowl party. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So anyone listening who doesn't have access to You said 150. I believe you meant 220. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it 220? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, that screen we got hanging is, you know, 10 feet is one is 120, wow. and that thing's like 13 feet or something. Oh, it's probably 150 feet. You're right. I'm sorry. So. The screen got, but no, I think sorry, it gained, the, the screen yeah. got fat just like we did over the uh, course of the season, so it's even bigger than it was in <laughs> September. But, yeah. It grew, yeah. You know what's going to be interesting? We watch the commercials even more than we watch football, and the dilly-dillies are flying, and we and we go after the guy in the Can You Hear Me Now commercial, but the guy he's the, the guy who does it now from Silicon Valley, and he, he kills us. And your son, Sonny, had the spectacular kid freaking hits his head on a bike accident, fractures his skull, and still has the wherewithal to come up with the greatest commercial observation of all of us, uh, all comedy writers and everything in the room, DirecTV, we see the guy smashing the salad against the plexiglass, and the salad ends up on the other side of the glass. This is all things that DirecTV customers are into, sitting in gum, right, salad, yeah. pouring coffee on their lap. Yeah. Sonny called it. What's going to be interesting is when you have a Super Bowl party and there's so many people we're not going to be able to do that for the most talked about commercials of the year, right? Yeah, I know. And it's weird because I'm so obsessed with commercials. Yes. And in a day and age where everyone just fast forwards through every commercial that they tape a show and they fast forward it. Mm-hmm. And then I got to be the one who goes, hey, you know, in that McDonald's commercial, you got the red-haired chick, and she's riding a van. She's driving a minivan, and then another red-haired chick who looks exactly like her pulls up next to her on a Harley, and she's got a egg McMuffin, but it's afternoon. You guys know that commercial? It looks like the same chick. Why would they use the same chick? It's confusing. Or is it supposed to be her alter ego who's riding the Harley? And everyone looks at me and goes, no, I've never seen that commercial because I'm not an ass, and I just fast-forward through all of them. <laughs> Not only don't we fast forward, we rewind and we pause and we miss the next drive of whatever's going on in the football game. That's how crazy we are. You are. I mean, say so, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's it's uh, it's a commitment to excellence that most women and most mortals could never understand. Right. Do me a favor, Adam. This year at the Super Bowl party, because every year I go through the same thing with our friend Daniel, who wants to do the boxes, and that's fine. Where you do the hundred boxes, and everyone pays, and you get a number, you're assigned a number, and he's like, "Let's do twenty dollar boxes. We'll do twenty dollar boxes." Like Daniel, look around the room. There's not two thousand dollars in this in this room. All right, Can we, let's just do ten dollars, five or ten dollar boxes. Ten dollar boxes. It'll be a stretch to get a thousand dollars out of these fifty people. Whatever. A lot of them don't even participate. They're not paying attention to the game. No, no, no. We'll do twenty dollar boxes, and then if we need, you know, we'll just add in at the end. Like, all right. And sure enough, what happens? That the, the anthem. They're singing the anthem. The fighter jets are flying overhead. We have three minutes to collect. 
more money, and we're about $800 down, and Jimmy ends up uh, buying $760 worth of squares. Can, can you get on my side he, for the $10 yeah, squares this year? Okay, good. <laughs> I'll make a decree. Jimmy's making wings, which I'm excited about. Oh, and good. one year at Jimmy's house, he bought me a box, and I got like $1,300. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. A box that he, he staked me on, which is awesome. So that's consistent. Right. Yeah, Daniel's Daniel. I played card the first when I first met Daniel. He was like, "Hey, buddy, let's play some cards up at your house on a Friday night." And I was like, "Okay." And then I was like, "I don't want like I want a game with a with one dollar ante and a five dollar bet. Like I don't want to get this thing. We're getting into thirteen hundred dollars for the, the pan, and it gets all tense and everything." Yeah, and he's like. Hey, buddy, we'll make the uh, we'll, we'll limit the raises to ten dollars or something. And I went like, yeah, okay. And then we were playing, and he's like, uh, I raise you ten dollars. I'm like, all right, I raise you another ten dollars. Okay, <laughs> I raise you another. <laughs> I just realized he would just take the ten dollars and just do it in increments of ten until we got to a hundred dollars, right. and then double back again. Like somehow we did get to thirteen hundred dollars on the on the pot. Oh, it's man. really listen, you have a healthy relationship with gambling, Sal. Thank it's you. healthy, it's natural, it's as God intended. Right. <laughs> Daniel's relationship with gambling is him just explaining to the world that he's bored with normal transactions. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, normally, if somebody says, hey, uh, well, that was a wonderful meal out with my friends and my family, here's the check. Most people would be satisfied with just paying the check and getting the valet, but not Daniel. That's not an exciting enough exchange for him. He, 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 you know what he should do? He's like a teenage girl who cuts on herself. Like she just needs to feel something. Right. You get that feeling with Daniel? It's like, hey, Daniel, I'm sitting with all of my friends and my family. I got a nice uh, IPA, a uh, Endless Rant IPA, thank you, in my lap. My kid's over there wrestling with Archie. And jets are flying over, and they're about to start the Super Bowl. And Kimmel's just handed me a plate of hot wings. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good for now. Right. <laughs> that should be it. I love Daniel to death, but you came out with the greatest observation, or at least it was a plan back in the Man Show days. Like we need to inject him with mono. Right? Was wasn't didn't that what you just said? It's not terrible. It's like it's like oh, I'm going to throw him off an effing bridge. Like no, no, no. Let's just inject him with no, mono, no. just to slow him down a little bit, right? Yeah, because I was like doing Love Line at night and Man Show during the day, and I would say to him like, "I'm going to go in the next room and take a nap for 20 minutes." He'd be like, "Buddy, I never nap. I don't know why you nap. You shouldn't need to nap. How do you? How do you?" How do you nap? What do you nap for? And I'd just be like, because I'm tired, Dan. And he'd be like, well, that's for soft people. And then, of course, you know, when you try to leave at 7 o'clock at night, say, hey, buddy, we're all eating at our desk. We're all eating sushi. And it's like, yeah, but you've been watching the Sox game on your computer for three hours, and now you're going to have the producers buy you sushi. That's not exactly we're hanging in the coal mine for a triple shift. That's you not wanting to go home. I love it. The difference, but it's the difference between working and not wanting to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. I, I always, I always said that with Dan. Daniel didn't want to go home. He's at the man show where he's surrounded 
you know, he's he's king of all he surveys. Mm-hmm. And I, but I wanted to go home. That Everybody wants weekend. to go home. That's why you, <laughs> you 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 make your home into the perfect. Like this is where okay, this is home. So this is I'm gonna have right. I'm gonna make my office the way I want it to be. I'm gonna work uh, watch television on optimum conditions, and that's it. So that right. I can look forward to going home. But yeah, you're right. Daniel is different. I did too, and I I had to go to work later that night too. So I wanted to go home, like eat and take a nap. Oh right, you had love or one. skip yeah. some rope or something. Mm-hmm. But I would always say with Daniel, it's unfair because he didn't want to go home and I wanted to go home. So we had to have this competition to see who was more dedicated <laughs> to work, except for he didn't want to go home. So I used to always used to say, it's like having a staring contest, except for the, the other guy has no eyelid. <laughs> right. You're at an unfair advantage, right, right. Sal? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. You're at a it. disadvantage. Now, he's yeah. going to be angry with you when you want to leave your own Super Bowl party after the game. Like, hey, let's stick around and watch This Is Us. We get, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's not going to. But yeah, ten, hey. <laughs> $10 squares, let's, Daniel. That's all we're saying. $10 squares this year. Hey, buddy, we want to bet on how long it's going to take the half-drunk Diet Cokes to go flat. we got to wait it out. <laughs> Speaking of parties and diet drunk, half drunks, uh, I want to plug Mangria. Mangria is a great, great Super Bowl drink, I would say. And and your IPAs, your endless rants, you can find this stuff where you can find it everywhere now, right, Adam? You go to Corolla Drinks, Lynette uh-huh. and uh, J. Joe, my old assistant, are running it and yes. they're doing a great job. And yes, to find out where it is near you or get it shipped to you but we got all kinds of good stuff and it's great for a super bowl excellent party hey why is uh, i know everything sunday 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 except when they put the saturday playoff games but wouldn't it make sense uh, all right they don't want to give a holiday for the monday after super bowl and i could kind of understand it but what's wrong with the super bowl being on a saturday they've had two weeks if they have one day less than two weeks and people can wake up hung over in their own bed and not have to rush to work would that be the would that be the worst thing I've never thought about it, but it's a fine idea. It really makes no difference Thank you. on Saturday or Sunday. And you're right. It should be it should be Saturday so people can just sort of sleep in and they're going to be hungover. Also, it's like a big mess to clean up. A yeah. lot of people got their buzz going and want to crash out and don't feel like cleaning up all the seven-layer dip. Yeah. And now you get up and you got to be at work the next day. You're right, Sal. This is a good idea. Thank you. And nobody would care. And it feels a little bit more like a party on a Saturday night instead of, uh, boy, I got to get out of here because I got a real early morning. You know, I like it. I, right. think, the, I, I think it's uh, Especially uh, on a the, great idea. on the East Coast, that game is with all the dancing and the performances. That game ends almost 11 o'clock at night. You, if you had a party, you may have to drive an hour to get home. Yet uh, Saturday night Super Bowl. Why not? We are, and then what if, yeah. you're, what, what if you're a Patriots fan and you have to stay up all night out in the streets of Boston yelling at anybody with the green jersey on that they're losers right, instead exactly. of celebrating your team's victory. That's going to take a while. You're going to be up all night. Right, right. Or if you plan that, you're like, oh, I have to work tomorrow. I can only commit so many atrocities on the street. I need to cut this short. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. right. A- Adam Carolla, uh, great to have you. Thank you. He's on uh, Carolla Digital, adamcarolla.com, so many podcasts. He will uh, talk to you very honestly about a lot of things that are going on in life. I will uh, see you at the Super Bowl party. Thanks for coming on, Adam. Thanks, Cousin Sal.
All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or if you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 on weeknights on ABC. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta and Adam Carolla, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. No, no, no.